What's up, everybody, and welcome to Downtime. My name is Daniel. And I'm Trace, and this is a show where two friends just talk the good, the bad, and the weird of your favorite movies. You see, movies are something that has brought a community together. It allows us to enjoy something for about two hours that we just get to sit down and like. Or sometimes it divides us. But nonetheless, we love movies. But the truth is, your favorite movie may not be as good as you think it is. Hmm. Let's get real. So like Daniel was saying, this is downtime. Basically, what we want to do each episode is take a movie, something that people out there love, something that they're really into, and talk what we think went really well with it. We're calling it the good. What went really bad with it, what we're calling, obviously, the bad. And then just things that maybe we would change, things that we're not sure why they fit, but they did. And we're just going to call that the weird. And then... Added into that, we may talk about how we would change it, what we think, how we, two average friends, would tell people that work in Hollywood for a living how to change their movies and make them better. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we're we're not professionals. We don't know everything about movies. You know, this is just kind of like our personal opinions. And, you know, you can agree, disagree, or even chime in on what you think was good, bad, and weird. But this is just a fun thing for you guys to hang out, just have fun, and come along for the ride. And like we said, obviously by the way that we talk, the fact that we use the terms movie and film interchangeably, we're not going to be bringing a whole lot of technical expertise. Now we both have a working knowledge of film and and some ideas of what really goes into it, but we're just going to talk from a casual viewer standpoint what we really enjoy what we think goes great and and just how we would say oh i don't know make it better what what we think works what we think is is good and what's going to catch that average viewer's attention overall and we kind of just want to get into that every episode that we talk about a certain film absolutely and you know Every every week is going to be a different movie, and we're going to try and s- stick with some fun categories, but without further ado, we're going to get into our very first film. So what is it? A middle-aged Chinese immigrant is swept up into an insane adventure in which she alone can save existence by exploring other universes and connecting with the lives that she could have left. Lived, lived. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle Yao does a fantastic job in this movie. And Trace, let me tell you, there was a lot to this movie. A little bit of everything, I would say. (laughs) That's one way to put it. (laughs) And it's kind of confusing at first, but... Because you see this kind of sad but like middle-aged woman trying to just live her life in a laundry room when all of a sudden her husband just starts acting really weird and and i was it just kind of confuses you at first but it then turned into this wholesome like love story family movie that like just works not to mention that it kind of mixes in the like older Japanese-style films, the the really 
really over-the-top fighting scenes, lots of just (laughs) martial arts and throwing things, and at one point there's, like, just, like, adult toys. I... (laughs) Like I said, there's there's a little bit of everything. It's it's something that just has a lot. And I mean, it's in the title. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And it really kind of is a movie that explores the ideas of just existence, which means there's, there's a lot to it, right? Absolutely. And I think that's just what makes this movie work. Is because it's just so out there, but like everything is tied together to the fact that like it just all fits together like a nice big puzzle and so i guess that's just where we start you know i don't even know where to start with that movie i yeah and it's one of those things where we can pinpoint a lot of things there are things that maybe a certain viewership won't really understand or appreciate maybe it's different from a lot of the things that they're used to in this world of of big blockbuster cinema rest in peace blockbuster (laughs) right, with avengers and just all these big name films and star wars and all these things that are just made to be larger than life and yet then you've got everything everywhere all at once that's kind of larger than life in a different way Absolutely. Absolutely. I think just with how different this movie is, I feel like it's almost it's almost something that people needed to see as a refresher of like it's not like your average movie where some guy is going to go get the girl or some girl is going to go and try and get the guy or a hero trying to save the the damsel in distress. It's it's just so, so out there that, like, it's just so good. It is It is so good. And I think the thing that really caught my attention about this film is that it is so different from the films that I'm used to. You, you really watch it, and there's a deep meaning to it. There's something that is just very wholesome it it has aspects of love it has action it has some comedy it has all of these mixtures of things and yet at the same time it's a very focused movie mm-hmm. it it really has a point to make and it really goes after that strongly and i i think we'd be doing a disservice here if we didn't kind of throw out a spoiler warning and that's going to be true of any of our podcast episodes is that when we are talking about these films, we're going to dive into some of the details and we're going to talk about some of the stuff. So if you haven't seen this film and you plan on it, it is something that we're going to talk about it. So be ready to, when you listen to the episode, be ready to actually hear about (laughs) what happens. So if you haven't seen it, pause right now, go watch it, go watch the film right now and then come back to this exact moment and then you'll know what we're talking about. And I don't do this very often, but I'm going to say it. Do yourself a favor and go watch this film. Because <laughs> I am I like movies. I really thoroughly enjoy them. There are some movies that I love, but very little, little time, very 
very seldomly would I look at you and say, this is a film that you need to see because you need to understand what I experienced. <laughs> and I think if you take the time to really look at this movie and think through the finer points of it, the existentialism question, the mm. question of what does it mean to actually love someone? What does it mean to experience humanity in this world where... To be quite frank, our lives are pretty short in the grand scheme of things, and yet what we do can still matter. And this film really covers all of those things. Absolutely, and especially how it's all wrapped around a bagel. Yeah, <laughs> an, an everything, everything bagel. bagel. <laughs> like, ugh, it's, it's crazy how that's how they decided they're going to wrap everything into it. Through a bagel. They they literally have the big bad of this movie, <laughs> and she said, I took everything and put it on a bagel, which means all of humanity, the forever endless timeline that is the world that we live in, the various different universes, she took everything, this all-powerful being, and put it on a, a bagel. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound... Too delicious to eat everything in every universe, but you know, I think that's I think that's where we uh, start to get down now into the nitty gritty of it all. And I think this is where I think we just got to start talking about the good stuff about this movie. And I think to start that off is we see something very powerful in this movie. And that's with a mother and a daughter relationship Mm -hmm. and how it is like, and how that kind of relationship, it's very complicated, but it's also so wholesome. And you see a mother and daughter pitted against each other and they're trying to find this way and kind of trying to find themselves in it all. And then in the end, they just, they come together loving one another and they kind of find out this like self-identity, but also to an extent of like... It's okay to not really know who you are and what you want. Yeah, and if you're anything like Daniel and I, you've never been a mother or you've never <laughs> been a daughter, you can still take something away from the message that this film has of like the connection between family members. And maybe you don't see eye to eye. You have fights. There are things that kind of tear you apart at times, but yet... It kind of has this idea that love prevails over that, and Mm. love is important. And not only that, but when you truly love somebody, you're willing to do what you need to to draw nearer to them. And I think that was kind of a beautiful thing that it got across throughout the entire film, is that even though all this stuff happened at the start of the film, where the mom and the daughter fight, the mom doesn't understand the younger daughter's point of view of the world, doesn't really see how they can find any sort of connection. And by the end of it, they're looking at each other saying, it doesn't really matter because what we've experienced has brought us closer. Mm. And it's just about loving each other. Absolutely. And it's like even through each universe, they see everything that could have been. I mean, we see Michelle Yao's character who was this famous singer or... She ended up not going with her husband and all these different paths that tracked from that. Or they were happy and then 
they ended up having a happy family with the daughter and at one point there was a rock and then there were some hot dog fingers and like it just got so bizarre on how like many different universes that 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 they could think of i mean even like a six pack on a pinky like I thought that was so cool to see on, on how you can so experience so many different universes. And yet then they decided, no, I think the universe that I'm happy in is the one that I'm living in. Yeah. And it just kind of, it just kind of flowed well together that kept it so wholesome that just made you feel unhappy on the inside at the end. Yeah, and there was also, like, that underlying theme where there were these different universes where she had these different talents. And the point of of traveling to those universes and, like, really becoming the version of herself that was in that universe was to gain the skills. But she did kind of experience the fame in one of the universes mm-hmm. or the ability to fight and do all these different things. And she kind of fell in love with that version of herself, and the question becomes, does our protagonist fall in love with it so much that they would rather live in that universe, and that world that's not the one that they're originally from, and is it better than being with her husband and her daughter, and being in the world that they're in where they're running this run-down laundromat, and mm. just kind of living, you know, in this world where they don't feel a deep sense of satisfaction and they don't feel a deep sense of having done something important. Would they rather just stay in this universe where they're a world renowned actress and somebody that's looked up to and great at karate and has all these, all these different skills. What's more important. And in the end she decides, no, what's most important is for me to be with my husband and be with my daughter. Mm, Yeah. Which that just, uh, it was just so beautifully wrapped together. But something else in that movie that I just think I was not expecting was Jamie Lee Curtis's character with just a run-down worker who's just trying to get by and all of a sudden she's this crazy person who's trying to attack because she got intercepted i guess from another universe and then in one universe she's like in love with michelle yao's character with hot dog fingers and playing the piano together with that with each other and it was a role for her that was just so out of pocket and something that you just don't usually see from her that i just loved about it And it's another way to really get across just how good this film is, is that if you can get Jamie Lee Curtis (laughs) to play a character that's a run-down IRS agent, becomes like a demonic evil monster, and then becomes a lady that's in love with the protagonist and has sausage fingers that just like play the piano, or like you have to use your feet to do so... Like, her character was out there. And yet, she played it well. It was it was definitely... It was definitely something I was not expecting. Because whenever I was first watching it, I was like, 
oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this. That's a cool little cameo. And then it turns out, no, she's just got a, a very huge role she's in She's just movie. literally one of the driving forces <laughs> for the big bad of the movie. I... I think it was phenomenal, and I think that you probably couldn't have casted another person that could play all of those different types of characters in the same film at such a high level. Absolutely. And, oh, I'm going to botch this name, but K-Hoi Kwan, I think? The guy who played Short Round from Indiana Jones. Now, I have not seen him in a film... I think since Indiana Jones, or even the Goonies. And seeing him in this movie was such a treat. It was so good. (laughs) I thought, like, just him as a dad, but then as this all of a sudden turned secret agent, and you've got to save the world, and it's all on your hands, and... And oh. fighting with a fanny pack. And, fi- and fighting with a fanny pack. Literally, I thought he could not have come back at a better time. And I don't know what other movies he's been in, but I think this is the first role that he's been, I guess, a part of that has just really made a name for himself again. And oh, I think it was the perfect cast for a father in this movie. And I I gotta say that every character that was in this movie really found a way to make it their own. Like, if you were to tell me that this was their first movie, I'd say they're about to have a really long, really successful career. Absolutely. Because they all knocked it out of the park. And you could not have put together a better cast, it feels like, in terms of just... Getting the emotion across. Mm-hmm. Being able to be a part of the action sequences. Wear a fanny pack around. <laughs> the dude literally had to play basically two different identities. Not to mention, that's true of everybody in this movie, where they have multiple universes represented, and each one has a slightly different personality, if not a drastically different personality. Yeah. And they are basically playing three or four movies worth of roles in a single movie. Oh, yeah, and... Especially Joy, or the daughter in the movie. I mean, you literally see her like this normal teenager. She's found a girl, and she's super happy, and she just wants to be accepted by her family. And then all of a sudden, you just see this twist in emotion. And then you find out, oh, she's the bad guy who's killing everybody in every universe. And then you just realize the weight that she's all going through and how how just like she feels and everything that she just wants to do and accomplish and she just turns into this great villain she goes from basically a teenager with a whole lot of angst to this universe destroying monster with a whole lot of angst <laughs> like just like walking through like yeah n- literally nothing matters look at this bagel i made which i think that literally captures the perfect teenage emotion of like i don't care i'm going to do whatever i want and so i think <laughs> i think she killed it i mean that disco scene where she started beating up the cops with I, yo, it was 
you know, the adult toys that she started beating him up with. (laughs) Things that little kids just don't play with, you know? Yeah, and... I... I just think that this movie is so unique in it that it's it's just a game changer in some and some of the movies that have been coming out recently that it's it's a breath of fresh air in the cinematic uh, film universe and it has actors that are not small names Mm-mm. but the fact of the matter is it wasn't a cash grab with the casting either it was these people are sincerely so good at their craft so good at what they do yeah and the truth of the matter is they didn't need to go for like the billion dollar like casting grab Mm -hmm. with insert ridiculously overused character that plays the same role in everything they grabbed legitimately good people. Oh, yeah. And used them in such a way that it was going to work because the acting was so good. I mean, I feel like it almost seems like they took their time to make sure that they nailed each role. To make sure that each actor and actress was made to play that part. And I think that's that's just why everything worked so well. Um, it's the the casting was was spot on, and we could probably go on an entire episode just literally talking <laughs> about the good. But the other side of things, what would you say is some of the bad? What are some things that you're maybe like, uh, this was a lot for me. Yeah, it you know it seemed like although it was a great movie. It felt very disproportionate, almost. Like, just like, you're going into this regular life, and then all of a sudden, something's happening with the husband. You're just kind of confused by it. And it brings it all together, but it takes a while to kind of realize on what is actually happening in this movie. And everything built to the climax really well but the issue is that there was so much happening Mm. so many different moving pieces that for the casual viewer it's something that it could be a little hard to like keep in touch with what's really I don't for lack of a better term it can be kind of hard to keep in touch with reality when it comes to this reality bending story and then people are just sitting here going wow, that was a lot, and I don't think I have time to unpack all of that. Yeah, and I think also something that I would have thought would have been a little more interesting is kind of getting a little more locations. I mean, it's just set in this IRS building where they're moving from one floor to the next, and I think maybe they could have explored, like, what happens in the other universes. I mean, we got to see a few, but, I mean, it was mainly just in this IRS building, and that was it. Now, I gotta say that I have a feeling that the company that produced it was probably a little thankful, because then you just reuse the the same kind of <laughs> scenery and things. And it, there were some changes, yes, but for the most part, it was something that kind of just found itself being placed in, as you said... The different floors of this IRS building. Mm -hmm. And that's... 
It was good. They got it across. They traveled to different universes. You kind of explored them. But the fact of the matter is there wasn't a whole lot of exploring the areas that they went to. And I think that that was something that could be kind of hard to get along with. Absolutely. And it seemed like also the followers of uh, Jombu, uh, it was... It seemed like she was kind of like this goddess, but I don't really get how. Because, like, if you all just wanted to die, then, I mean, then it just kind of could have happened. And it that was another thing. It's, it's kind of a nihilistic view of the world. Mm-hmm. It, nothing, her whole role was nothing really matters and everything like what's the point of doing stuff if like even though i make these decisions like it just doesn't really make a change in the world and what's the point of just living if nothing i do is going to really make a lasting impact on the world and i think they did a good job of in the end being like eh, like it does matter what you do and it's about love and it's about really living a life that takes care of those that you love. But she was so one-dimensional where it just, like, her whole role was, yeah, man, I literally don't care about anything because nothing I do matters. And it just needs... And, like, it could come across sometimes as just, like, an angsty teenager in need of attention. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like... Whenever it comes to the teenage life, I mean, everybody knows teenagers are going to act out. They're going to, they're going to get a little bit out of control, but I feel like for this one, it was just kind of like a, like you said, a teenager who just doesn't care and just is going to do what they want because they don't feel like they have purpose anymore. And everyone should just, like, do what she says, because, like, she, clearly she's got it figured out, you know? And, oh, absolutely. And I think part of my issue is also that the the protagonist decides that what she is going to do is basically walk the same path as this big villain so that she can save her daughter. And, it, it's again, it's a, it's a little selfish. Like, yes, she wants to save the daughter... But and it's kind of for herself, mm-hmm, and it's kind mm-hmm. of, I think, just kind of overall, there wasn't, there was a good message, but there was a lot of selfishness going into the, that message. I feel like everybody, well, not everybody, we all love the husband, but... A great guy. <laughs> but Evelyn and Joy, I feel like all they wanted was what was best for themselves, something to be like, well... I'm just going to make sure that I get what I want, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and to be completely honest, I I know we're on the bad part of things, but I do want to kind of go back. The father is the redeeming quality uh, of this movie. And he did so good. They get it across in the end where they're like, he's the one that truly understands that it's about love, and it's about being able to be together. And even if I don't have money... It's okay because all I want is to be with the people that I love and really make them happy. And 
that's true of everyone he came in contact with. From mm-hmm. the beginning, we see him hanging out with one of the people that's a regular at their laundromat, and they're talking about stuff, they're getting along, they're doing all these things, and the truth is that they're just trying to really love each other. Mm. And he's trying to get everyone to just understand that, in the end, what really matters is that we love each other. Absolutely. I think he... I mean, it's almost like the movie was making him the glue of everything. Like, he was the one that wanted to keep everybody together to be in love and to try and bring his daughter and his wife back to, as a family. And he, I mean, he wanted them to stop this conflict between another. And, I mean, I, there's just something about him that you just can't hate. He's also, though, a heartbreaking character because at the beginning of the film, we literally see that they're preparing this party for the protagonist's dad, and then he's trying to give her divorce papers because she just doesn't listen to him. Mm-mm. And it's even said, and it, I think it's technically delivered from the standpoint of a different um, version of him, but Absolutely. like these people that. That he knew the the husband deliver or like served divorce papers just so the wife would listen to him, and yeah. he's like, it wasn't about actually needing the divorce; it was about needing what talking about the divorce brought, and that was heartbreaking. But also, it was a really sad look into the mindset of of marriage at times, where it's like these people aren't like this this husband, this wife of mine doesn't listen anymore. Mm. Like maybe we have to have this conversation. And the sad thing is we see later that all of this, all that his character really wanted was love. Yeah. And that, that was a tough section. I don't know that it fits necessarily into the good or the bad, but it's just something that really drove the emotional undertones of the movie. Absolutely. And, no, we've seen the good, and we've seen the bad, but there's also just the things that we that we feel like maybe could have been different, maybe could have could have changed, or even something that would have been cool to see, and and that's where we just get to the weird, and and so what what is it? What is the weird for you, Trace? I think that. They did a good weird by exploring all the different universes and bringing in, like, there's colorful universes and ones where people dance and do karate and, like, turn into, like, weird things. And then all of a sudden there's this scene where it's two rocks on screen (laughs) talking to each other. And it was weird. Everything has captions because it's literally rocks sitting there and then just <laughs> words popping up to indicate that they were speaking to each other. It was it was strange and yet it was one of the most wholesome parts of the movie. Right? I mean, just to see a mother and a daughter having a civilized conversation as rocks looking over a canyon and then like whenever Joy decides to take a tumble off the cliff and Evelyn's like, okay, fine, I'm just gonna follow you. And then the rock also falls off the cliff. It was just... 
It was so weird, but yet so wholesome at the same time. And I don't know that necessarily they could have got the same message across any other way in a film like this. Mm. But at the same time, I was sitting there and I'm like, this is strange. I don't know how much I want to read the subtitles this long. I'm not really sure what to make of the fact that this mother and daughter's relationship was never better explained than when both of them were sitting there as rocks with time to just... I guess you can't say breathe, but just, like, sit there and be away from everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think something that I thought would have been cool to see is... So you see you see all these different universes of Evelyn, and uh, she's got all these different lives that she could have lived. But then she decides to stick with this one. But what if, at the end, we saw all the different universes colliding and we see all the Evelyns from like every universe coming together and they're all then trying to comfort Joy. The girl who is longing for a mother, longing kind of just to be seen. Well, it's just every one of those versions finally saying, hey, let's all team up together and defeat this evil but like go to our daughter even if some of the Evelyns didn't have Joy as their daughter. Yeah, and really kind of dive more into... They kind of hit on it all throughout the movie, and I don't know that... Like, it's not really expressly said, but they overcome evil with love, and I think that's beautiful. Absolutely. But we see Evelyn just kind of admit, like, defeat almost, where she's like, I'm just gonna be this this version of Evelyn that owns the laundromat and doesn't do much, doesn't have a lot of skills, but I get to have my daughter. When in reality, you have a chance to really kind of say, no matter which of these realities was real, I would have chosen to love you and be with you. Mm. And just see, like, does movie star Evelyn, the one that is famous and world-renowned, does she love Joy? And how does she really live... To show that she loves yeah. Joy. And I think it was powerful the way they did it. But I would have loved to see them really double down and say, no matter who I am, I would want to love you because I'm your mom. Absolutely. And I think something else is the ending. It was a great ending and I loved it. But the IRS building is just kind of in shambles. And then, like, that's it. It, like... It ends with some people exploding, some people dying, and then everybody gets happy, you know, everybody gets what they want, but, like, I think it kind of could have, like, wrapped more up with a bow, but, like, the ending did feel right. Yeah, there were some things that just felt kind of rushed, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, just kind of was like, oh, you're good. <laughs> but then at the end, I, I liked that they tied in the meeting that they had at the beginning and then the end of the meeting that they were, like, at the end of the movie, they had the same meeting and this time she's just happy. Our main character's happy and just looking around, like, distracted, not by everything that she has to get done or her husband becoming a secret agent, 
but that she was just happy that she had her family together. Absolutely. And I think that came across really well, but also, like, you're telling me that this building that they destroyed, a government building, they're just (laughs) like, ah, yeah. It's over. It happens. (laughs) Let's talk about your taxes. So, you gonna give me that tax form? (laughs) It, It was a pretty... Pretty abrupt ending. I would say that they did it well, but also I would have liked to see maybe a post credit scene or something where it's a discussion on, like, should we arrest these people? Should we, like, like, I feel like they've broken the law, but... So many laws. So, so many. But overall, I, I think I would say that this is a film that we can agree... The good outweighs the bad. Oh, absolutely. There's not a whole lot of weird or changes to be made other than the fact that the entire movie in and of itself is weird. Oh, yeah. And everything just kind of fit together in a nice, beautiful bow. You you have to have a special mind, a very high-functioning brain... To be able to make sense out of all of the stuff that they threw into that film. And the entire crew knocked it out of the park. I mean, it was beautifully done cinematically. It was something that everyone that had a part in it, there was nothing lacking. Mm -hmm. They did it at such a high level. It definitely kept your attention the entire time. And like I said, it's just something that, like, is a movie that came out that is just different from what we've seen over the past few years that just keeps your attention and is kind of just like, hey, film is still going and it's going strong. And you and I both, like, honestly, I think the perfect summation of it is we both looked up at the end and I think our first reaction to it was, huh, Huh. Yeah, it, it made you I, think. There's so much to think about. <laughs> there's so much to think about. And yet, you think about it over multiple days. I mean, I've been thinking about it since we watched it. And oh. it, it just, there's so many added layers. And you just keep going and going. And you just have so much to say and so much to think through. But that's the mark of a beautiful movie is it doesn't just leave you with the closing credits and then you're done. It's like... I have to think about this now. Absolutely. And I think that's what makes movies great, is if it can leave you thinking about the movie in the best way possible without having to think negatively, but, like, all the different things about it and just continuing to just sit on wall that and all that happened, I feel like that's what makes this movie just so good. And I honestly got to say, like, if you haven't seen this movie, it's one that you need to watch. It's one that really gives you important questions to wrestle with in terms of humanity and our existence and all of these things. And at the same time, it's so beautifully done that even if you don't think about those things, it's a two and a half hour movie that leaves you going, that was awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'd say that's about it for this episode. I think we've kind of talked through the good, we've talked through the bad, and we've talked through the weird, and now we want to talk through your thoughts. So, if you're listening and you 
have ideas or you're like, man, there's just so much to unpack here. Or you watch the movie and you're like, you guys missed the whole point. I mean, we want to hear what you have to say about it. Talk to us. Let us know. Hit us up on anything. And we'll just be like, yeah, we have more to think through. Absolutely. And if if you want us to do a movie that maybe you want us to talk about... Um then maybe uh, put that in the comment as well and, you know, we'll try and get to it because we have a long list of movies but also we need movie ideas. And um, if you want us to talk about one, let us know. So, thanks for joining us on Downtime and we'll get real next. Thanks for joining us on Downtime and we're about to get real next episode.